You can never cross the ocean unless you have the courage to lose sight of the shore. This is Sincerely Yours, and I'm your host, Cece Denno. Hello, pen pals, and welcome to Sincerely Yours. This is a podcast about making sense of making it through life, where I provide tips and strategies to help along the way. We always have quotables at the beginning of each episode, and the one for this episode was, you can never cross the ocean unless you have the courage to lose sight of the shore. And that was found on my Pinterest board. And so as I asked last episode and every episode, please send me some quotables. You can always email them. They can be sent to sincerelyyours at writeme.com or you can find me all over social media. That's on Facebook and Instagram at CC Knows It All and also on Twitter at sincerelyccd. So it's a little funny because I've been looking forward to this episode for a while and it's a celebration because we are celebrating two years of Sincerely Yours and uh, I wanted to go through just a little of my journey podcasting, um, which might be a little meta, but um, I also have a special guest that we have that I'm going to share. So it's going to be a little bit of both things of uh, me going through podcasting and two years of podcasting and how exciting that is. And then I will introduce our guest. So I guess what I initially envisioned for this episode was going to be me saying, I love podcasting. I love podcasting. Thank you for listening. And it might just be the time of recording this, but I am overwhelmed by how much my life has changed since I started this podcast. And I like to tell people that I host a podcast. And the thing that I say is, yeah, you know, I've been doing it for a year. I've been doing it for a year and a half. And now I'm coming up to two years And I say, I really spent the first year learning how to podcast. And I'm sure that is my own fault, but (laughs) I could have spent more time initially figuring out how to do editing and the recording and, you know, having the right equipment. But I kind of just threw myself into it and then figured it out along the way. And then for the second year, I really learned how to do content. And I think that the content is not even comparable to the beginning episodes versus the later episodes. And it's not to say that the beginning episodes are bad or anything like that. It's just, I really feel that you can see my evolution throughout the entirety of the podcast so far. Another difference from the first year to the second year is that I've 
feel that I've gained a lot of momentum and that first started with the weekly deeds initiative I was trying. And um, while in bits and pieces, I'm sort of still doing that, um, maybe not every week, but the act of just accomplishing or doing anything has gained so much momentum and it really plays through the podcast where it would take me forever to decide what I wanted to do for an episode or if I wanted to bring a guest on the podcast or or how I was going to address certain things and now I definitely feel more confident and um, with different responses I've gotten from episodes, like I can kind of see what works and what doesn't work, but definitely gaining momentum has been a tremendous help and gives me so much more enthusiasm to do the podcast, which I know it might be a little hard because I'm already an enthusiastic person, but um, it gives me even more enthusiasm. And that's where I want you to take this momentum idea and see if you can use it in your own life. So if you want to make any changes or, you know, test something out, make something happen and then create a plan, break it down into manageable steps. And you'll see that with the momentum, it really brings the knowledge on what you need to do and gives you the confidence. So with that, I think it gives a good place where we can celebrate the podcast and now I can introduce our special guest. And so if you've been following along the podcast and if you've gotten a chance to listen to the first episode... One of my really, really good friends, Cedra, who moved to Paris and was in France when I was in France, um, ended up moving back to the States and also moved back to France. And so I caught her in between that time frame where she was just about to go back. And so we catch up and I get to share what she's up to now. How has France been since the last time you were on the podcast? Um, France has been great. I mean, I always loved being here. So for me, no matter like what's really happening, because everything else is just really circumstantial, you know, where you are, where you feel the happiest is where you should be. So for me, France has been great. I mean, it hasn't been always the greatest time. You know, there's been like some personal mountains to climb, but Overall, I think, you know, even though it's my second time around living here, it's still just as much fun and still just as interesting. It doesn't feel like home. It absolutely is home. Like when I came home last year for Christmas, I felt like I was visiting. And I mean, I know that I was, but I would imagine that when you, like as a college student, I never lived away from home. I lived on campus. But I always imagined that, you know, when guys and like kids went home from school, like it felt like going home. When I came back to Boston, I was like, well, I'm visiting Boston for a while. I'm 
you know, not really at my house. So that's definitely France for me now. Good, good. You've moved into a new apartment and you you're like, I, you like everyone you're living with? Yeah, I have roommates now, which is a really new experience for me. But I totally understand why you love your roommates so much because I love my roommates. I think they are just the greatest people ever and they're really nice and they're really funny and they help me improve my French a lot because I'm always making errors. And I don't know, it's just a really comforting warm vibe like we all have our lives but we all like like to hang out together and get together and it's just I don't know it's just nice I can't explain it but I understand why you love living with people because it is really fun it's a really good experience yeah it provides like a support system that you wouldn't exactly yeah you don't have it I mean I'm a single person living in a foreign country so my friends are really like my only support system and lots of my friends live in America. So making friends here as an adult is super complicated. I mean, just making friends is complicated because you don't have anything in common with some people. And even if you work with them or whatever, it's still, that's still just, you know, a work relationship. So having roommates, it's like, Hey, you guys have to be, well, you don't have to be my friend, but it's much nicer <laughs> if we if we are. <laughs> so there's that. And uh, yeah, no, I really do like it. Yeah, it's super hard to make friends as adults, but um, I found that my old coworkers are becoming like my good friends. Yeah. Yeah. So it's funny. So like now a friend of ours, April, works with me. So I, I see her, <laughs> I see her all the time. We're always chit-chatting and it's, yeah. it's like a throw, a five-year throwback in a way. No, but the thing is, I, like, I'm still in contact with April and Erica and obviously lots of people that I worked with in Boston and they, they totally, like, Sean is my best friend. We've known each other for 10 years. Like, he's one of my best friends it's a 10 year friendship and we work together, you know? So I don't know. I just think working with someone and liking them and being able to take that kind of work relationship out of the office is really nice, but sometimes you don't always get that. And as an American living in France, it's really like, I don't, you know, <laughs> there's just some things that I don't get in America. We have group sports. Yeah. They don't, you know, we have, we're really well, like, team effort you know we work in teams really well in France they're just like I'm doing it by myself like oh okay then that's that's great interesting (laughs) I I remember when I lived in France and for the first time and I was still a student and they did have a swim team but yeah the like team camaraderie is like completely different yeah it's just not the same but it's it's different but it's still good like it's I feel like when you make French friends, you really make friends for life. So that's also really nice. Once you finally like crack in <laughs> to the French friend system, you break the safe to whatever, you know, off color witty joke you have to make and everybody laughs and you're like, Oh, you're okay. I'm like, Yeah, I am. You're my friend. What's you're one of us now. <laughs> huh? You're one of us now. I know they they've accepted me as a tri- into the tribe, so I'm good. I'm good. Good, good. Well, it sounds like everything is going well. I 
I'm glad to hear that is the way it is. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I am really, again, I'm always just so happy to be here and I'm always just so happy to kind of live here and experience life this way. And I know that I'm so lucky because so many people don't get to that even when like not so great things are happening, I'm still trying to be positive about it. (laughs) So, I mean, and honestly, that's, that's not even anything special to say. I just think that we should always just try to be positive in the face of, you know, not great things because whatever is happening is going to happen and we can only control how we react to it. So Cedra's mantra of the day. <laughs> well, I mean, so like right now on my podcast, like I've been focusing on like taking initiative and like career aspects and like getting what you want. And it's, it's like kind of hard to translate unless you begin to do it. And if you're afraid to do right. it, it's not going to happen. Right. Well, I mean, not to throw the big O in here, but Oprah Winfrey, like I just like listened to this thing she said, she was like, if you're waiting for someone to save you or fix you or come to your rescue, you're going to be waiting for forever. You have to take control of your life to do the next, you know, to get what you want out of it. You are in control of your life. And I thought that was really interesting because I think a lot of the times a lot of people have this kind of nothing's working out for me. I need somebody to give me a break. You need to give your own self a break. Yeah. Put your own self on. Go out and do it. If you fail, that's fine. But you should still try. You should still go out and try. And I guess this year I've just adopted that kind of mentality that I want to be a writer. I don't want to talk about being a writer. I want to write. And, and you're writing? Even I, I, I am writing. Good. I'm writing a lot. <laughs> because I'm, like, tired of being afraid of, you know, someone doesn't like it. Who cares if someone doesn't like it? Because that one person who doesn't like it, fine. Okay, let's go back to the drawing board and we can start again. Yeah, so. and one person might not like it, but another person, it could be everything to them. Exactly. So I'm just trying my hand out. Uh, to putting what I've written out there on the World Wide Web and I'm writing for other people. And I am just trying to transition myself into who I really want to be, who I see myself as. Are you doing ghostwriting or? Yeah, I am. That's so exciting! Well, I mean, it's kind of exciting. I would like to not do ghostwriting. I'd like to do writing for myself. But for the moment, it's a good way to break in. And, you know, I always do ad work and content content work, and I try to get, you know, that out there to the world to hear and for the world to see. And especially now, the market to become, to get a book deal or anything like that, you have to have such a following on social media, which mm-hmm. I just hate. I hate that that is a sentence that we have to utter. Right. But I'm sure people hated it in the 1950s when, you know, there were ad men to sell products. This is just the, you know, what we're facing as, I guess, artists is being to sell your work. You have to be able to have a following and be popular enough for agencies to take an interest in you. And so I'm just trying to, like, push my work on Twitter and stuff. Ha ha. And, you know, get people, I guess, hyped about what I'm trying to 
uh, write to them, I guess. I don't know a better way to say that for a writer. I'm completely, you know, not gracious right now, but, you know, just trying to spread my story and get it out there. And hopefully that can interest people and people follow you and they take interest in it and then they want more and so forth. You know, that's how the snowball, that's how the snowball goes. I love it. Well, you're doing all the right things. Well, where can people find you? I'm trying. You can follow me on Twitter at sit in Paris. I'm really funny. And I talk a lot about, you know, our issues today and I post, you know, my thoughts and my feelings like everybody else on Twitter. And uh, that is probably the best place to find me for the moment. And once I launch my website, then I will have a link for that in my Twitter and people can start to follow me there as well. I love it. Well, I do follow, but I agree. I would, I I would second that it is what you're one of my most favorite people to follow. Well, I just kind of say whatever comes to my mind. And sometimes those things happen at four o'clock in the morning. So, <laughs> you know, hilarity ensues. And you got to share with the world. Yeah, sure. Please follow. <laughs> follow it up. I'll follow you back. <laughs> Thanks so much for uh, for coming on my podcast again, Cedra. Oh, absolutely. I'm always happy to come and talk to all of you guys because I listen and I think you're great. And I hope that you keep doing what you're doing because I think it's the bomb. Thanks. it was so much fun to have cedar back on the podcast and i'm so glad to hear that she's doing well in paris and i hope to go visit her sometime soon and so uh this is it this is uh, sincerely yours year two and it does feel like a big accomplishment especially since i think the statistic is that most podcasts don't make it past the seventh episode. So I am well beyond the seventh episode, but I I guess I can include a little bit of, I love podcasting. I love podcasting. Thank you for listening. Um, you know, send in questions or quotables and you can email them sincerely yours at writeme.com. But with that, I look forward to next time. I miss you. I miss you too. It's so sad because the podcasters are not going to listen to this part. And this is probably going to be like the funnier part. (laughs) (laughs) I know.